0: Hey out there, rock and rollers. Welcome to episode number 57 of the Ugly American Werewolf in London Rock Podcast, recorded here in central London, just off historic Abbey Road. And we appreciate everyone tuning in last week to the Smiths episode on The Queen is Dead. We got a lot of nice feedback on that, and I hope you enjoyed that show. But to wrap up the year here, this will be coming out on December 30th, 2021. So it'll be our last show of the year, and we thought we'd take a chance to. Just gotta reflect a little bit, just look back on the year that was 2021, what it meant to the show, what it meant to me and Jackson personally what albums we like that we want to talk about, which shows do we enjoy the most. Maybe a couple that we didn't like that much or that were troublesome. We're going to do a kind of a top 10 wolf shows and maybe a bottom three as well. And we're going to say some thank yous out. You know, a lot of people have been very supportive of the show and it really means a lot to us. We created this little show basically out of lockdown, out of zooming with each other across the ocean once a week or once every couple weeks. And we realized that we have so many conversations that we've wanted to have and over the years about rock music, and our appreciation of the genre continues to grow and branch out in all sorts of different directions, and it's something we want to share with each other, and now the difference is we just hit record and we share it with all of you. So we want to thank everyone who has been good to us this year, who has been positive about our show, who has been helpful to our show, the guests who have been on the show, our partners, our partners, helped us grow the show you know there's a lot of great podcasts out there there's a great community of rock and roll fans that we've met online over the last year or so and we've had a lot of fun just connecting with folks all over the world folks who love the same stuff we do and want to know all the little minutia little details of rock and roll that we love so much so that's what today's show is all about saying thank you to everyone who's been helpful and a fan of the show this year Looking back on what was good, what was bad, what made us laugh, what we enjoyed, and a little bit of what to look forward to in 2022. Now, a little bit of housekeeping. You can always DM us at Ugly underscore Werewolf and at XJack72 on Twitter. And be sure to check out all our past episodes, now that there's 57 of them, at www.UglyAmericanWerewolf.LibSyn.com. Make sure you subscribe and download wherever you get your podcasts Positive reviews are always appreciated, and we can't always see them. So if you do give us a nice review, shoot us an email or shoot us a DM. Let us know that you did it. We might just read it on the show. So with that, let me and Jackson get together one more time in 2021 to look back on the year that was, to talk about the show, what we liked about it, and what we're looking forward to in 2022. All right here on The Wolf. So can you believe it, Jackson? We've been doing this podcast, this little show of ours, for a little over a year now. We can say we've done one full year, every day of one year, we will have been doing this. How does that make you feel?
2: I feel good. I really do. And uh, I remember talking to a friend of mine, I think it was last Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. and him saying, you know, something like 98% of all podcasts never take off because the people that do it, they have like three weeks, and then they're like, forget it, I'm not doing this anymore. So no, I, I feel really good that we that we've stuck with it, that we found interesting topics that we want to talk about, and yeah. that we've gotten some guests to talk to this week, uh, this year that we'll get into a little bit later. But no, I'm I'm psyched.
0: Yeah, no, I mean the reason we did the show is because we kind of re- well, we we reconnected years ago. All right, to go into depth about us, to get into our very personalized for the dozens oh, of listeners out there. <laughs> Jackson and I were roommates in college. We roomed together for a couple of years and we kind of kept in touch a little bit. We're not exactly guys who write letters or who read letters or who read much of anything, to be honest with you. And so we, we after Jackson got married, which is hard to believe it's been 20 years, we kind of grew apart after that because we didn't keep up with each other's emails. You know, it's back when you didn't have an email for life and, you know, you change towns, you change emails. We don't do social media. We never touched Twitter or Facebook. I never touched Twitter or Facebook until we started this show a little over a year ago. Okay, that's how against like anti social media I personally was. I think action wasn't too different there. Um, no, I uh,
2: I joined Facebook, kicking and screaming, mostly for family stuff.
0: Oh sure. Uh, but
2: no Twitter, not really. And and I can't tell you how many of those emails I get. Facebook has a new note to delete. <laughs> to lead, sorry. I yeah. mean, my, my thing with Facebook is if you don't tell me directly, you probably didn't really want me to know anyway. So, and the other thing is, I don't care what you have for lunch.
0: Yeah, I, I don't care that you are eating in a restaurant. You <laughs> know, oh my God, the life you lead. Did you have to call ahead? Did you make it weeks in advance, or did you just kind of waltz in like you own the place, playa? Yeah, I just want to put a post back. Great, now I know I can break right into your house. Thanks for the scoop, dumbass. Well,
2: that's the, that's the other thing, too. Yeah, I'll be, in, I'll be on vacation for the next week and a half. Okay, good. Note to sub, Cool. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, but now we did reconnect, and turns out that Jackson has resettled not far from my family compound in northeast Florida, so anytime I'm down there, we, we get to see each other, and we did get to see each other this year, and we did a reunion, the, the stateside reunion episode, and we'll talk about some of that here later. But we connected during COVID because things were freaking out, right? In in summer, spring, summer of 2020, it's like, yeah, I need a, I need to talk to my man Jackson, or I need to know what's going on back home, and then we would inevitably talk for a while, and then we would start talking about the music we were listening to and what we liked, and. Hey, have you listened to Old School Genesis or whatever it might have been? And then after we did that for a while, I'm like, well, this is a show. Because I wanted to do a show when I moved to London. I just didn't know what it was about. I'm like, well, this is it. Because Jackson and I could talk about this stuff for ages, right? I've got 2,000 records. That's like 2,000 shows we can do, man.
2: Got a long way to go. Yeah, exactly.
0: But yeah, but so I figured, yeah, let's let's start that. Had barely listened to podcasts. Had not done any social media at all. And, uh, and we started last November with the Eddie Van Halen tribute. And since then, we've, for the most part, been a weekly show. Very few, maybe two whole weeks off in in 58 weeks or whatever it's been. 60, probably by the time you hear this. And we've had a lot of fun. We've had fun... Talking to each other, we had fun remembered stuff we did together about albums that we love, and you know, meeting the, though virtually in the Twitterverse or whatever, meeting some some cool rock fans and, and being able to exchange some some fun conversations and times with them.
2: Yeah, it's 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 fun to meet. I don't want to say like-minded people because that sounds strange, but people who who share the same interests and love uh that we do and to start a conversation with someone who you've never met before but it seems like you've known them for a long time so it's it's really cool and and on you know opposite sides of the earth
0: exactly you know that's we always talk about how music and for us it's rock and roll but music is the most human of art forms that can bring people together you may not be in a rock and roll like we are you know, maybe it's country music, maybe it's jazz, maybe it's orchestral, classical music, whatever it might be. It's just you can, you can gather people together and they can share emotions better, I think, through music. And I don't know, for us, it's always been rock and roll. Before we met, when we lived together, after we kind of disappeared from each other for a while, getting back to connecting again, it's always been rock and roll. And that's why we'll have shows for years if we want to continue to do it.
2: I say yes. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's continue. Let's do it.
0: All right, so since this is kind of the end of the year show, we thought we'd just kind of look back at the year 2021, you know, both through the lens of the show and just kind of the way the world is now. The show was obviously born out of lockdowns and COVID, so we thought we lived through the worst year of that last year. And I don't know, I would say that this year was better, Jackson. Still wasn't great. It's... It's a little different over here than in the states we were a lot more locked down than you were over there I remember being over in the states for a couple of weeks just be like freedom you know, it was the middle of summer and didn't I had my mask with me everywhere but I didn't really need it most places nobody really asked for it most places of course I was in the the deep south for a lot of it but
2: i was gonna say you were you were you lucked out for that because you were in florida north florida anyway yeah it's it's do what you feel there so yeah it's i'm sure it was a lot we did still have mandates here I mean, you can't fly anywhere in the united states without a mask so we still have some of that stuff but yes it's a lot more open than what you've got
0: yeah, no doubt. And and now, I mean, as we're recording this, it's December the 19th. It won't be released till right before New Year's Eve, but the Netherlands certainly is locking down. It sounds to me like things are going to lock down here because in the U.K., because we're at like 100,000 a day, new positive tests, uh, and they think that Omicron is the dominant variant here now, whereas in the U.S. it's a little bit smaller than that still. But it just sounds like we get past... Christmas or so, we're going to take on more severe measures. I got a feeling my wife's going to be working from home. I got a feeling I'm going to be teaching my daughter from the kitchen table for the third year in a row here, starting January 2022. I hope it's not the case, but I got a feeling. And it's just not like that over in the U.S. I mean, maybe in spots, but but not overall.
2: No. No, we we you know don't take away my freedom here. So yeah, it's I I honestly I don't mind wearing a mask, especially on a plane because Goodness, I yes. can't tell you how many times that I would ride on a plane prior to this and somebody three rows back is hacking up a lung or right. whatever. So ooh, planes are gross. It's a little dude. bit of a pain, but yeah, oh yeah, and airports and everything else are gross. Yeah, I'm hoping that that's not the case cuz yeah, I've got a trip planned over there for the end of March. So fingers crossed that, that goes through.
0: And that is one of the things the things we're looking forward to in in 2022. So,
2: you want to do the recap first? Let's do recap. Let's first. do some that recap here.
0: Yeah, let, let's 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 start. All right. So, I guess the first thing on the list is top top 5 albums or releases of 2021, which is never I so rarely buy brand new music unless it's by a band that I've known for a long time, right? It or a very legacy band. It's very rare that I get like a new artist with a new album. And, and obviously, I buy a lot of re-releases, like 40th Anniversaries, 50th Anniversaries, you know, whatever it might be. We've got new tracks for you, sucker. I'm like, oh, yeah, new tracks. I can't help myself. So, uh, you want to do your... Please take my money. Yes, please. I You know, what else have I got? To... I didn't... You know, here's the thing. I didn't buy that much stuff this year. I really didn't. I think last year, I stocked up on a lot of stuff, like during the pandemic, but this year... It's just like, yeah, you know, I can stream a lot of it, and I've I, you know, I've got this huge collection back home. My collection here is amassing, and I, you know, I love the physical stuff. I love to buy the stuff that I can hold in my hand, but it mm-hmm. does take up space. Space is a limited thing when you live in the big city. It doesn't matter if it's New York or London or Tokyo or wherever. I mean, you know, it's, space is at a premium, and you, the stuff stacks up, so my, my top five is out of maybe seven or eight total purchases all year, which is rare for me. It's you know, it's usually between thirty and fifty a year. The
2: big one for me, and going through the list of you know what was released this year, was the the mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen album mm-hmm. because this guy had a tremendous amount of pressure on him. I mean, you had Eddie Van Halen saying from the time he was. What, like five years old, no, this kid's the real deal. He's going to be better than me. He's got, he's insanely talented. Okay, sure, dad, whatever you say. But he I, he stepped up to the plate and he delivered on this one. He played all the instruments on the record, sang, and it, I think he delivered a great record. I, he's very self-effacing. I really like him. He seems to be, he seems to have a very level head on his shoulders for being a famous person, mm-hmm. and especially somebody who is famous really because of his father and mom, but mostly sure. for us, his father. To have that, like, did you see the video that he did where he plays all of the instruments in the uh, in the studio?
0: I didn't see that whole thing, no. Okay,
2: so he goes in and he's, and so the, the deal is that he played everything. Okay, we get that. So he goes in and it's all like, hey, it, it's him standing there in five different versions and he plays the whole thing. And then he's also in the control room. And at the end, the light comes on and he's like, hey, that was great. You guys nailed it. Perfect. And then they go to the control room and he says, what a piece of crap that was. We can fix that right (laughs) in post. And then it's another version of him saying. So he's very self-effacing. Like he doesn't seem like he takes himself too fully. And if you haven't seen the video from the distance, you better get your Kleenex out. Because, oh, my goodness. It's a great song. But then to have the whole thing with the tribute to Eddie, wowie, wow, wow, wow. I'm not crying. You're crying. (laughs) Especially the thing at the end with the voicemail that that it's just from him saying, hey, I love you so much. I'm your dad. You know, just dad, just call him to check in with you. Oh, my God. It it really humanized to me Eddie Van Halen as a dude who was just so proud of him. And to go back and then see the two of them on stage when they did the different kind of truth Mm -hmm. uh, tour, that was just fantastic. So he knocked it out of the park. Good for him. Another one that I kind of came to a little bit late was "Brightening" by Jerry Cantrell. Okay, he's not really blazing any new trails on here. It sounds a lot like out the old Allison Chains, which that's is cool. what I was looking for. Yeah. Thank you. That's exactly <laughs> what. His, his voice is not as strong as Lane Staley, but it's it's pretty good. Duff McKagan's on it. It's it's a good. I mean, again, it's it's nothing new, but it's what I was looking for. <laughs>
0: right. No, I understand.
2: Yeah just just give me something from back in the day. And then the the big one from Iron Maiden after I mean what was I can't even remember the last record they put out I think uh, Book of uh, Book, Book of Souls, Souls. Mm-hmm, right yeah I mean that was that was huge too nobody even knew it was coming out they drop it and it's it's great again you said you didn't buy stuff I bought this one because I wanted to see the the artwork sure. on the gatefold that's great I'm really hoping I get to see them this year I know hopefully I mean I don't know I mean I got my fingers crossed we'll see.
0: Well, we'll see. Right No, And obviously and that was the time of the top of my list this year as far as the, the big release double album with extraordinary artwork. I almost let them talk me into like the two or three hundred dollar version that comes in the sweet box, <laughs> you know, with all that stuff. I'm like, no, you know, once again, space. But the thing is, to me, the real drop was the video for writing on the wall. It's one thing to create all this amazing music, which is basically a double album, more than 80 minutes. The last three songs are like 37 minutes or something crazy like that. It's like the first album wasn't 37 minutes, and then you got three songs at the end of this one. But it was really an incredible tour to force by them. But that video was special just because you don't see that kind of level of animation to really tell the story good animation but not crazy just computerized it looks like stuff people drew and the the one with the sound effects was amazing plus all the little iron maiden easter eggs which all maiden heads love so yeah no that was obviously really special but I'll give you a couple more new ones as far as original material go and they I saw them actually both these people play together live this year. One is, the first one that came out was Mediterranean Sky by Steve Hackett. And that was, mm. Obviously, Steve, we've done several shows on him over the years, and we'll talk about him more later. And I did get to see him play downtown, uh, and it was it was great. You know, they, he did Seconds Out in its entirety. He did a 30-minute, call it, five solo songs and uh, with his band and with Amanda Lehman, uh, who I'll get to in a second. And then they did all of Seconds Out. He didn't do anything from Mediterranean Sky. Mediterranean Sky came out earlier in the year, and it was classical pieces, nylon strings, acoustic stuff, soundscapes about his travels throughout the Mediterranean Sea and all these amazing places he and his wife, Joe, have gone. And uh, beautiful packaging, very nice music. He did do a second record this year, which is kind of amazing in his age. He's, he's putting out a second record and doing live albums and all that kind of stuff. But um, Surrender of Silence, and he did a couple of those when I saw him. Uh, but I just liked the uh, the Mediterranean Sky one more. It was just kind of, it, it hit the right spot to me. There's nothing wrong with the other one. It just, it sounded a lot like a lot of the other stuff. Because he's he's made a lot of albums the last 10 years, 12 years, and I have them all. And it did sound a lot similar, whereas this one was a little different, so I really like that.
2: So now let me ask you this real quick, on in that show, if he would have broken into songs from the Mediterranean sky, that would it sounds like that kinda would have been a little bit that wouldn't have fit in.
0: Well, I mean you can say that, yeah. I mean uh... Here's the thing. He toured a big time in the UK. I think it was his biggest UK tour ever. And then he did some stuff on the continent in Scandinavia. And then recently he did a couple of small shows here in the UK in a small venue. And it was a lot of acoustic. And I, I think he did do... He broke up some of those out for that because it wasn't just... The same thing as he'd been doing for the last, for the you know, September, October, November. It's kind of a different little bit of a one off, even though I think he did two nights kind of thing. And Amanda was with him for that as well. And so I think he had fun doing that too. So we'll see because next year he's touring on the 50th year anniversary of Foxtrot. And although he's going to come see you, he's going to finish up some of this seconds out that he's been booked to do Uh, in the fall. he's, He's coming back out with Foxtrot. So he. Being in his 70s isn't slowing Mr. Hackett down at all.
2: No, it really sounded to me like when when I saw him, you know, interviews and stuff during the lockdown, he was chomping at the bit to get back out there. He's just a guy that lives to go out and play live in front of the crowd, so good for him.
0: And someone he played with, Amanda Lehman, who's a brilliant singer and guitar player in her own right, actually doubled Steve on... The solo at the end of every day, which is unbelievable for a couple of reasons. She put out a record called Innocence and Illusion, and it's very proggy. uh, And she used, uh, you know, some of the guys from, and Steve played on that album with her on a couple of songs. And I think co wrote a song, and I think it it was Rob Townsend, who's kind of their utility infielder, who can play keys and flute and, you know, sax and drums and everything else. I think he helped out with some sound on there, and it's not something that I would listen to to get really jazzed up. It's not like a hard rock heavy. It, it is very proggy and kind of ethereal in places, but it's something that I can listen to with the girls, and it's nice, you know, and I'd love to have her on the show to talk Sometimes she'd be a, she'd be a great guest. Innocence and Illusion—that's called—and then you know, hey, Tattoo You, fortieth anniversary. I know some of it they they re-recorded, they cleaned up, or you know, they wrote lyrics for because there's a line about selling stuff on eBay that obviously
2: they didn't talk about in 1980 or they 81. Didn't, um, they didn't forecast that in 1980.
0: Yeah, but you know the thing is, Tattoo You was already kind of cobbled together from other sessions throughout the 70s. I mean, I think going back from '72. Through to 78 were these kind of leftovers that they cobbled together in, in 80, 81. So, I mean, fine, they, they've got others that now they can cobble together now. And I just thought the new stuff was really cool. And I'm glad that the Stones would do 20, 25 songs for an album and then whittle it down to 15 or 16 and then pick out the best 11 or however many for the album, keep a couple for B-sides, and there, there'd be other stuff around. But here's the thing about the Stones, all their 70s records – are coming up on fiftieth anniversary. Like it's it's exile next year is fiftieth, you know. And then it won't be that long for it's only rock and roll. And it won't be that long until it's black and blue. You know, it's it won't be that long till Goat's head soup. Although they did they did already redo Goat's head soup and re release it because I bought that because it had the Jimmy Page track. That's you know there were some other releases, but for me those those are my like top five or so, including episode fifty five, which we did on the Asia bootlegs volume one. Very nice. Very nice packaging. None of it was new as far as they'd released all five of those different concerts individually before, but nice package, puts together, tells a story of a band's live evolution, new Roger Dean artwork. It's a nice It's a nice set.
2: Yeah, I think that was the big thing for me was that, like you said, they'd been out before, but to see it in one package, start to finish from the beginning until up until the end of it, when they were touring, and to see what changed what stayed, what went? Yeah, that was that was great, and, and to have new artwork from Roger Deed, yes, thank you.
0: Always, always welcome. All right, so that's that's new music, though some of it may not be new for us. It's new, so it counts. <laughs> damn it!
1: This is Neil from Daft Pod, and you're listening to the Ugly American Werewolf
2: in London a Rock Podcast.
0: Now I asked both of us to do our top ten shows for the year, and why. So you want to go, you know, each do our 10 and then each do our 9 and stuff like that till we get to number 1? We one? Can do that, yeah. All right. Well, then I'll, I'll go first.
2: And this is in no particular order, just so we know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I tried to do it what was number 1, to what was number 10. Okay. It, it, it's not easy, obviously. I mean, we, we've had fun on all these shows. There aren't really any shows I didn't like, even though we've got a bottom 3
1: that we're going to do next. Uh,
0: but, you know, I, I'm trying to you know figure out why right why is it why was it good what made it good that kind of thing so i'm just gonna start with and you know i probably left some out and if i listened to every single one again all back to back i would probably pick different ones but i'm taking number 10 was episode number 27 on acdc live uh it was just one that it, it brought back specific memories of us in college from the day we bought it, from the day it came out, and listening to it together, and the quality of the recording, the quality of the set, and, and it's performed well, too. It's it's one that's kind of struck a chord with with listeners, and it continues to get downloaded, and I, I suspect there's a good review out there somewhere that I can't see. But uh, yeah, for number 10, uh, it would be uh, ACDC Live, which we released in early June of 2021. What's your number 10?
2: My number 10, okay, see, I didn't do this in order, but hold on. Let me <laughs> see. Number ten. Well, okay, I'll, I'll say I'll say probably my number ten was what's going on with Marvin Gaye. Yeah, because I had never really—I mean, I'd heard that before, bits and pieces. I'd never listened to the whole thing really in depth. So I really enjoyed going through it, listening to it, trying to understand what he was saying, what he was going through. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I really liked that one. Like I said, not not new as far as didn't know it was there, but really getting into it.
0: Fair enough. No, and that was a good one. And we got into some social commentary there, so that's all good. Number nine for me was Metallica's Black Album. Obviously, this is one we were very into in college, came out. I mean, basically right when we started school together and when we saw them on that tour, you know, and to be able to go through and it had been so long since I listened to the whole thing because there's so many hits on it. You're like, you know what? I know that one. I want to listen to Master of Puppets. I want to listen to Ride the Lightning and something instead. Like I, I kind of avoid listening to this one for a long time just because it's like, yeah, I know I've heard it. We played the hell out of it those three years. But to go back and, and re-listen to it, and then, you know, obviously have the memories of being down South Florida, and going to the show, and being with that crew of guys, and just a fun time. Not to mention, it got me some nice street cred. When we first moved here, I went to an event at Slane Castle. It's a concert they usually do every couple of years, and some of the biggest names over the years have headlined it, you know, like Thin Lizzie and Queen, and U2, and Oasis, and Madonna, and I, I think the Stones have played, and... And so we went to Metallica. We're cruising with, I'm with my wife and some of her professional colleagues. She's in marketing. So I've got these influencers and social media people and, you know, a bunch of young people, people who are in their 20s. Yeah, they're Metallica fans, but they're in their 20s. Uh, and they're talking about, oh, I've never seen Metallica. I was like, oh, yeah, I saw him once four years ago or whatever. And like, Mac, have you seen him? I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I saw him on the Black Album Tour. they all went, oh you know like that's the holy grail so like
2: so watch out now kids
0: yeah so yeah so like when you and i would talk about we would go to the rush show and we see the old crusty dude who's sitting there with like the you know the caress of steel you know tour shirt on like whoa man that guy's really been around that's us now you know that that's that's us we that's why we went to those shows so we can make it to this age and be the old guys who've seen them. (laughs) that's right
2: all right number nine for me is going to be led zeppelin four yeah. Now that this one this one was kind of rough at the beginning because I had burned out on Led Zeppelin for a long time ago. Right. So to go I back and was... listen to it kind of again, not for the first time, but kind of get back into it was, was great. I mean, it's a great album. I can't I can't ever argue against that. But really the cool thing for me was I was talking to a coworker and I was telling him about the show and he's and he drove to he lives in San Antonio, Texas. He drove to Panama City where his daughter is in the Air Force okay. uh, to visit her for I think Thanksgiving and drove back and he said, I listened to I listened to the episode on Led Zeppelin 4. I forgot about how much I love that record. I listened to it probably three times and I said, That's that's why we're here. That's, that's why, why we, we, we do, do the show. That's Yes, awesome. it's so exciting that he got back into this. And then he said, you know, it's interesting because my daughter is really into Greta Van Fleet.'" I said, if she likes Greta Van Fleet, she's going to love Led Zeppelin because that's, it's, right. that's what they're doing. So, I mean, if if she could get into it because of that, that really gave me... I mean, I'm not doing this other than just to kind of to hang out and have fun. Right. But to have somebody say that they they were they kind of rediscovered a love of a record because of this, that, that made me so happy to hear that. That
0: is wonderful. That is exactly why we do it. Well, I mean, that's why... We continue. Yes, we, we we can do this forever. We share it so that maybe some other people will pick up on some of the stuff that we love, mm-hmm. rediscover their own love. I mean, it even happened with uh, I think our friend Mike rediscovered something just by listening to us talk about oh, yeah. it. You know, so so that's well, that's awesome.
2: Didn't he? Didn't he say though that that listening to the show made him want to pick the guitar up again after? I don't know, it's a couple of years at least. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. You know, cause you get busy with work and kids and house and whatever. And it's like, yeah, stuff like the guitar. I yeah. don't have time for, but if hearing us talk about it, makes him want to pick it up. Like that's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. All Num- right what do you got? Number n- eight. Number eight for me is the one we did in, uh, episode number 21 released April 15th. The cult love just because this is my favorite cult album and you are a huge cult fan and when you're starting off a show like this, we're still in the first 20 or so, you know, sometimes you don't have time to do a ton of research, right? Sometimes we'll go and say, all right, we'll go listen to it a few times, we'll watch a movie about it, and we'll read stuff about it. Sometimes you have less time, so I'm like, all right, let's do the cult love, because I know it inside and out, and I know the, the B-sides, I know the, the extra album that basically comes with it, I, you know, I know all that stuff. And I know you do, too. And just being able to talk about it was, I don't know, it's just fun. It's one that I knew we were going to do at some point. So I said, all right, let's go ahead and do it. And obviously, I mean, there's other people who have had the same reaction, like, Yes, cult love. That's that's a great one. So that's that's why I
2: like that one. Now, it's interesting because I went to a family function yesterday, holiday party, and it was probably an hour and change away here. And so we were driving back and my son asked me uh, in the car on the way back, you know, he w- he's he been listening to a couple of these things too and kind of getting into it. And he asked me what my favorite album was. I'm like, I don't know if I have a favorite that's album tough. of all time. And, yeah, it, and then as I thought about it, I'm like, I think that's got to be it. It's got to be... It, it was, it was the record that kind of got me. It was the first record that I got that was kind of mine. Like I hadn't, I hadn't heard anything about it. I didn't know. I mean, I, I'd heard Sonic Temple, but that was on the radio. i never heard a track off of it. And I, I love every track on that record. Yeah, and you're right. I could, I could have done that show stone cold, having not listened to it in a while, because I've done it so many times. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going I'm going to say and this is going to be a little bit of a bone of contention here in just one second <laughs> because my next my next one was the two the double header for the Kiss documentary which you apparently did not like. But I liked it because I was a little apprehensive going into the A&E biography just because I've spent an inordinate amount of time thinking about Kiss, reading about Kiss, mm-hmm. the history of the band. So I'm like, what are you going to tell me that's new? They did have some new stuff. It was they, they put it together in a way that that interests me. And I thought it was cool that we were only going to do one episode and then ended up talking for a whole other hour on it.
0: I know, I know.
2: So I liked it.
0: Yeah, no. Look, I'll I'll get into it later. It's it's not because okay. I didn't I didn't like. It's not because I didn't like the show. It wasn't because I didn't like talking about it. I'll, I'll talk about it later. No, it's uh, the documentary was a big deal. It's just kind of the way it all kind of worked out as far as pulling pulling it all together that that soured me on it a little bit. Okay. Uh, yeah. No. No. Absolutely. No. And obviously we can talk about Kiss a lot, and you know we'll talk about Kiss podcasts here in a little while too. Number seven for me was. The Rush episodes we did at the beginning of the year. So the first shows we did in early January, we did a two-parter on Rush, just on Rush generally, not on any specific album or anything. But but we did two on Rush. It was right around the one-year anniversary of Neil's death, which means it, it, after this is released, it will be coming very close to the second anniversary of his passing. But again, it was something we knew we would have to talk about Rush at some point. It just happened to be around... The one-year anniversary of Neil's death, and it was just fun to relive all that stuff. We got a lot of listeners. We picked up some cool followers in the Rush community around those episodes as we were really just starting out on trying to build an audience. Uh, and so uh, those are those were those were special to me.
2: Okay, so my next one up. You watch Family Guy? Oh sure. The the bit about how they're sitting at the bar and there's a commercial on TV for Barry Manilow. Mm-hmm. Barry Manilow coming to the Hydrox Arena, and they're like, Barry Manilow, ugh, he sucks. I mean, he's got like, he's got maybe one good song. You know, we should go as a goof, and so the kid <laughs> turns into everybody's a huge Barry Manilow fan. To me, Duran Duran was my one of my favorites because I just, it was one of those things. Like as a kid, I'm like, I could never admit that, especially you know, in middle school circles of friends, I'm like, that, what are you talking about? I'm into you know ACDC. What's wrong with you? They're <laughs> fantastic. They pretty much encapsulate everything that was great about the original MTV Absolutely. Uh, launch, the MTV lifestyle that they were selling you. They write great songs. They, they're still mostly together. They got Roger Taylor back. They're still touring. They've written some great songs. I love them. I'm glad we did an episode on them. And that's one of my favorites.
0: And it did great. You know, it, it, it was, and it was your so idea. we
2: weren't alone. Yeah, no, yeah,
0: no, it, it did great, you know. Uh, and, and I think their new record has done well, too. I mean, we're not alone in, in appreciating Duran Duran. And I was supposed to be able to see them this summer. It didn't work out that way. Maybe next summer, maybe the summer after. Maybe next year, maybe no go. How do you like that?
2: Hopefully not no-go. That's a nice <laughs> segue. All right, what do you got next?
0: Next, I put our reunion episode. It it, <gasps> it didn't do that well as far as it wasn't, like, downloaded a heck of a lot. But for the <laughs> fans that we had, you know, I got some compliments on it. Like, you guys should do that more often. Just talk more about how you came together, you know, the stuff that you like. And, you know, Dr. Dex especially, you know, gave us – a. A thumbs up on that. So that was uh, that was right near Duran Duran, was it not? It was, uh, well, okay. It was I number, think so, yeah. It was number 31, okay? Duran Duran yeah. was was in the early 20s, 23. So, uh, yeah, no, it, it was fun just to be. We were in Florida. We were sharing the mic, you know, uh, and, and maybe we didn't prepare for it as well just because my schedule was a little iffy as far as when were we leaving, what are we doing, are we yeah. getting drunk, are we staying sober, are we haven't done that kind of thing. But it was just good to, after we'd been doing this for half a year across the ocean to be in the same spot.
2: Yeah. I I, I wonder what this show would be if we could do it in the same booth or same room, but it, it was cool to, yeah, just catch up. And yeah, just relive some good times, and and to and to hang out a little bit too. That was nice. Kind of the lead up to the show was good.
0: Yeah, exactly. And we didn't get all boogered up. We were pretty chill. But you know, had right. some good weather. Got to be on the pool. I mean, it wasn't so wasn't so bad.
2: What is what number are we on now?
0: This number even... that was six for me. Reunion episode six. Uh, yeah.
2: uh, I mean, a couple of these are a couple of these are re we've got them on the same deal that like you know I've got ACDC live I've got uh, the black album mm-hmm. and and for me it, it pretty much exactly what you were talking about those two really did kind of hammer home being in college getting those things pretty much when they I think actually I think Metallica came out like right as we were getting to college so mm-hmm. we kind of had that like individually and then it came together on that one. But ACDC Live, I remember the day it came out, sure. we got it. And then just basically it didn't come out of the CD player for a long time. I guess the the, the next one would be my kind of my top, top ones or we can get into also are the, are the ones that we have with guests and mm-hmm. the reunion episode too. So I, I really, I really liked, really liked the episode that we did with Def Left, uh, Neil from Def Left Pod on hysteria because a couple of different things. I love hysteria. I mean, it's a great sure. record. I love Def Leppard. And to have somebody on here who is even a bigger fan than we are, exactly, and a really cool guy to talk to. It was just, I, I was kind because I think he was the first guy that we had as a guest, correct? Right? Yeah, he was. So I didn't know how that was going to go. I didn't know how a three-person conversation was going to go, walking all over each other. It was almost like we'd rehearsed that ahead of time, and we didn't. So it was cool. I really liked it. And
0: we didn't, and we had to jump on. We, we had to jump on to Zoom three different times because I no, don't have right. a contract. Yes. Yeah, so that was, and he was very <laughs> cool about it. Now, all right. So all right. Well, you kind of blown it up then. So, uh, so yeah. So so my top five are. All right. Five is the Asia box set number fifty five, which we just did, just because it it is a guilty pleasure something we share together. We love Asia mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And there was a lot to go over there. So there isn't a lot of fluff. We had good energy. We moved through them all. We compared all the different concerts and different eras and different versions. And I just thought we were really on and it was a fun one to do. Number four I put from Steve Hackett Live when I got to go see him and then you kind of interviewed me about the show but it was just it was cool because it was the first live concert i'd seen in two years i got to see steve do his thing it was a fantastic show and that they were spot on and the show did very well and eventually amanda started to follow us uh, retweeted us steve has retweeted us a lot and because i got him early in the show I could, hey, going to see Stephen Bristol tonight. Listen to our review and go see him. Oh, hey, going to see him in Dundee. Listen to our, you know, so we it, it was a kind of a hit, if you will, for us, the show. One you didn't love, The Alchemy Show, because it continues to do great. And I absolutely love the album. I know I kind of forced it on you like you didn't know it. And it was early in the game still. We were still figuring out. But to me, Alchemy is one of my favorite all-time albums, probably one of my top 10 all-time go-to albums. And the show has continued to be popular. I think there must be some good reviews in Italy or France or something like that because we continue to get downloads on that one every month, even though now it's been nine months or whatever since it came out. Number two I had was the Highlander, the double Highlander episode with you and me walking through every scene, talk about the music, talk about the actors. And then we also had the, the fun interview with Ryan Condal in the second one because he wrote a Highlander script uh, and is now the writer and executive producer on the Game of Thrones prequel, House of the Dragon. And he has a great voice. He has a great podcast of his own, The Stuff Dreams Are Made Of, talking to his buddy about how they buy movie used props and he has some cool stuff on there and it's a fun podcast to check out but yes number one jackson was was definitely a pod with neil doing hysteria i mean he had great insights being a uk fan and the uk experience is different from the u.s experience and he didn't have mtv for the longest time you know growing up whereas we had it basically the second day of mtv or whatever you know they kind of they forced it into the suburbs and he was a—he's a great guy, and he has a good show too. Def Leppard is—is killing it. They just put out their nineteenth episode because uh, they're a monthly. So he's been doing a little longer than us. But yeah, it was like talking to an old friend, and we were talking the first time, you know. So uh, obviously, we want to have more guests on. I think the show is great, the rapport you and I have, and the memories you and I share together. But I, I do hope to have him back on and and more guests in twenty twenty two.
2: Yeah, and and I I, I enjoyed. I enjoy talking to him. I enjoy talking to Ryan, even though my internet was spotty that day. Okay. So, boo. Yeah, just to talk to people who are who are. I don't want to say like minded because that's weird, but they they come from the same place. They're interested in the same things. I mean, it, it, Ryan is a, is he was a very he's a very busy guy. I understand that he's got a lot going on. He made time for us and really engaged us in conversation as a fan of the, the movie prop uh, memorabilia and Mm -hmm. the Highlander uh, franchise. Right. And it's interesting because my son listened to that one. He's like, man, you really love that movie. I'm like, yeah, I've seen it like a thousand times (laughs) and we could go for a whole hour and go by. Yeah. Like you said, scene by scene. And so it's just great to share experiences and to meet these people, who I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know nothing about this. And to go back to, I mean, the, the different podcasts, and to go back to Neil, when I heard the concept of, so you're going to do an entire hour on one song, right. right? Like we can do it on an album, but he can do it on a song. Yeah. that's not gonna. There's no way he does a great job. And then the first one I listened to was "Wasted," mm-hmm. from uh, that's from High and, uh, oh, that's High from on and Through the Night, Anchor. isn't it? On Through the Night, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I love that song. Now I've listened to it before, but I, I I like it a lot more now. And I can hear it. I can hear the commentary in his head when I when I listen to it. So it's really it's really great to get to meet these people and do these other. just get other points of view also. Yeah, yeah. And okay, you want to do you want to do bottom three? Yeah,
0: because you know is that all best intentions aside, three. you know uh, sometimes things just don't work out, and I, we're pretty in line together. I feel like on this for the most part, Jackson.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess the, the the big one that we that we came across was the Aerosmith right. one. And why did you think why did you think that was the bottom three?
0: Well, it's it's the bottom three because there was an accident involving you know my laptop, a very big full bottle of water, and an overexcited <laughs> golden retriever, um, <laughs> which which led to my my computer having to be out of out of commission for uh, you know ten days or whatever it was. And so we tried on my old computer, which just does not have the microphone, does not have the software. And we ended up doing it three times because we did it. We did it a couple times on the old computer. Like we got to try. We, you know We got to try to get it out. It sounded so bad. I just couldn't bring it to myself to release it. You know, I know not that many people are listening, but I don't want to put our name on it. It just sounds horrible. Why would you do that? So we took a week off and we did see a huge dip. A huge dip in listeners after that, like cut in half for the next couple of months because we took one week off, which was surprising. I mean, people always warn me, don't take a week off. I'm like, All right, well, you know, you can take a week off once in a while, right? Um, nope. Apparently the answer is no. So that's why we part of why we continue to soldier on here, folks. But And the other thing was it was <laughs> so we ended up doing it three times, which I think made it stale. Plus, it's not like we just did one album and we're going over 10 songs. We're going over, like, 50 songs. And if we could have cobbled all the best pieces together from all three, it probably would have been one hell of a show. But by the time we did it the third time, we were tired of it. Plus, we would already lost some audience, and so I think that's why... I would classify it as the worst, or at least amongst the bottom three.
2: Yeah, and and it doesn't. And that was the thing too. Like worst. Like it's not like I don't love. I mean, I love Pandora's Box. I love Aerosmith. It's just yeah, that out that uh, episode was cursed. You had <laughs> right. you had the accident with the computer. We recorded it. It didn't go well, so we did it again. Yeah, the, the staleness of it. The you know you feel like you've already said this. Did I say that last time? Did I? Yeah. It, it just that one was just first
0: yeah and that was number 24 uh, if you want to go back and, and listen to what we're talking about please download now um, <laughs> and then uh, you two joshua tree honestly i don't think it was terrible it's just i don't think i was on my a game this was the first one that i never and this is episode number 18 this is the first one i didn't own now i know you hadn't owned all of these going forward earlier than i did i kind of forced a few things on you that maybe you had not had in your collection but this is the first one i had never owned I, I and i don't think i brought my a-game to it and it is the shortest i mean these days we're averaging between maybe an hour an hour 10 minutes a show and this one's like 36 minutes or something like because i i just i think you were good in it i just didn't think i had the background and knowledge that i could have especially that early because we're first still first 20 shows this should be stuff where it's like, hey, you wanna do this that I know super well? Yeah, sure. And so I you know, for, for whatever reason, I don't think I was as good as I should or could have been on it. And that's and it's very short, and that's why it's 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 among my bottom. It's not bad. It's just not our best. My best.
2: Yeah. And, and and I would I would kind of say too, yeah, we we didn't have the we didn't have the energy there. And that's what I would have said about my performance there on the Alchemy one. It just wasn't one that I was super familiar with. Mm-hmm. I probably should have done some more research on it to really bring it to bring more of an A game to that. Yeah.
0: And that's, and that's why I include, yeah. I mean, well, unfortunately for you, I mean, <laughs> Alchemy still tracks very well every month. It, it's usually number one among the podcasts that didn't come out that month or maybe what? the month before.
2: And I'm glad people enjoy it. And I and I like that record. I just felt like I didn't have enough to contribute on that uh, episode.
0: That's fair enough. That's fair enough. No, and I, I put Kiss Biography just because I, I got to watch it when I was back home. And that was great. And it was it's a great biography. I mean, I have it in my events of the year. It, it, it was a great show. You actually learn new stuff about Kiss, which is kind of hard. You know, Paul and Gene did open up a little bit, which they t- kind of tend to be closed off. So, no, it, it was great. And, and yeah the fact that that you were like yeah let's talk some more about it that was cool but I don't know the, the editing thing was tough around here because there was a lot of construction going on and in oh, listing okay. both of them there was a little overlap because uh, we didn't it, it's not we didn't record those all at once and then divide it in two we actually had two different recording sessions And we did mention a couple of the same things twice, which maybe we wouldn't have if we'd done it the same day. Um, Oh, okay. Also, they haven't sold. Jackson, they're still sitting on the shelf. (laughs) (laughs) I guess our audience, which is more... It's funny because it's either very prog- or it's very heavy metal, and Kiss isn't either one. It's close to heavy metal, but it's for for real heavy metal enthusiasts like Metallica and AC/DC and Iron Maiden. Kiss is kind of for kids, right? Um, so I think I think maybe that's why it didn't get traction. But no, doing the Viagra itself was awesome. Doing it with you, talking with you about it was great. Maybe we should have limited it to one long one, but uh, but I don't know. That's that's just that's my take. That's All if right. that's if that's bottom three, then I think you know we had a pretty good year.
2: Yeah, I think I, I would. I would definitely. I, I don't think we had. I don't think we had an episode that I don't like in general. Like I, mm-hmm. I like I wouldn't listen to it. I I know. And and it's the thing too. We're just kind of. We're still getting started on this, you know, we've only been doing it for a year and you, you listen to stuff and you're like, Oh, I could have done that better. Or man, that doesn't really, that doesn't really track with anything else. So you're kind of wandering away. So it's just, it's just constant improvement, but I I don't think that there's anything, I don't think we talked about anything that we were, that was forced for everyone. I think it was a, you know, you like stuff a little more than I do I like stuff a little more than you do, but there wasn't anything that was, Oh well, let's just do something because we have we've got nothing else to do. That was not the case at all.
0: That's right. That's right. And we, we share ideas. Usually it's something like we both like the idea. Sometimes it's something I'll come up with, and you're like, "All right, I'll get, I'll go for that," or you'll come up with it, yeah. like, "Yeah, no, that's a good idea. Let's let's do that." And you know, one or the other of us can lead it. But no, I I agree. It's not like we're doing something we both don't want to do. What would be the point? Of
2: that? Right.
0: <laughs> maybe after we get really big and like we have to interview people, and we do it every single week, and maybe we have to interview someone. That we really just don't care about, but we're a long Correct. way away from that,
2: you know? right? Right. I'll have to I'll have to get into my happy space then. But yeah. no, for right now, all good.
0: Please check out this word from
2: our sponsors. Oh wait, we don't have any sponsors.
0: Ah. All right. Well, so let's talk about the events, best moments of the year in rock music or or, or whatever. I mean, whether it's concerts, which is limited, you know, releases. Or, or stuff in the press or new shows or whatever you have a you have a few moments that are that are big that are huge that, that are worth talking about
2: well I mean I really I really like that I, I, well going back to the KISS documentary I really like that only because it was I'm surprised that they put it out and, and that was kind of part of my thing too Is especially it wasn't like a DVD that came from KISS this was like an A&E broadcast deal mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting that, that people would still be interested in KISS Outside of the Kiss fanatics, so that was that was cool to see that. Um, it was it's interesting to talk to my son who is not a huge Kiss fan. You know, kind of get him into okay. I, I, it, it may be kind of cartoony, but if you get into the whole thing, it's a lot bigger than you think it is, and it's still going on today. That's right. And I did have a uncomfortable conversation in an automobile probably two weeks ago about uh, someone saying that Kiss Meets the Phantom was the most awful thing on the face of the earth. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm going to have to pull over this car, get out in downtown Atlanta and have a fist fight with the guy in the backseat because it's not. It's awesome. Was it Paul Stanley? It's awesome.
0: Was it Paul Stanley (laughs) in the backseat? Because (laughs) those guys crap all over it. I'm like, look, dude, I know it's campy and it's not cool, but it is cool because we watched it a thousand times. It's part of why we like you. So don't crap all over it. You can admit it maybe wasn't your finest hour and it's a little silly. Silly, but don't talk about it as a piece of junk. I mean, come on,
2: you know. <laughs> well, there was that whole thing about how and I think it was in the extreme close-up when they were talking about the comic book mm-hmm. that they had put out, and they said, Well, you know, they don't have Marvel presents the Eagles. Right. What other band got to be in a movie? I mean, you were that big that they were offering you movie roles. So it just it it speaks to, yes, it's not a very good movie theatrically the performances leave a lot to be desired but the fact is you got it it's out there you might as well embrace it
0: exactly you know because the fans sure do
2: correct I'd correct sure. and and i really like we'll get into this we'll get into it later i hope but that the beatles uh, get, get, get back. back yeah i i was kind of on the fence about that too i'm like man that's a lot a lot of content but i'm glad they put it out i enjoy watching it Seeing something from so long ago that really kind of still feels relevant today. Like a lot of the stuff they were talking about. Oh, hmm. Interesting. Yep. And just to get an inside picture of that was pretty great.
0: Yeah, I totally. Absolutely. And yes, you might hear more about that later. Get Back was huge. For me, it was a few experiences. Like I got okay. to see Steve Hackett live, you know, hadn't been to a live concert in two years uh, and it was great, you know, to be able to just go out and see live music, see him do songs that we've talked about on our show. We've done four Steve Hackett related shows uh, over this last year or so, and they've all been well received. And so to see him live, that was great. Also to see Bruce Dickinson live, not singing maybe, but doing his one man show, kind of his life story, that was cool. That was fun for me. And he got COVID. In August and I couldn't see him, so we had to postpone it a couple of months. So to finally have that happen was, was pretty neat for me.
2: And I'm excited about that because I have a ticket for to see him in Jacksonville at the end of next month, cool. January. So I'm I'm excited to see the show and then I'm excited to compare and contrast afterward.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, we'll definitely be doing that. And then there was a couple of movies that were one was one night only. That's Rush Cinema Strangiato that was like extended, and we did a show on that. Uh, I think it was number forty-two or so. With uh, it was that and the Roll the Bones at thirty review. Just fun to be out in the movie theater, which I, I just don't do much <laughs> anymore, and certainly hadn't in a long time at that point. And just to see the boys again, which. You know, like I, we've said on the show before, I've seen them 12 times. It's very disappointing. We're never going to see them again. But that was a way to do it. And we both got to see it uh, right so on the same night. So it was, you know, it was kind of like we were there together, even though we weren't sitting next to each other. So that was cool.
2: And for me in 2020, that was the closest thing I got to see the live performance. So I was very excited. It was a great movie. I'd seen it before, the original version. Mm-hmm. I, th- I thought they did a great job putting together something new to watch and like I mentioned on the, uh, on the episode, when it was over, it took every bit of me not to stand up and applaud because you, you really felt like it was, a, it was a live performance.
0: Yeah, well, another one, another movie that came out over here, and I think maybe it did in the States, was the Oasis uh, movie about their, their Nebworth shows from 1996. Uh Because it it obviously had performance in there, but it also kind of tracked the lives of fans that were at kind of various points of their lives, most of them fairly young people. But now looking back on, you know, 25 years later, that was really cool. It it was good to be out in the show, concert experience there. And I believe they have released those shows, uh, CDs and DVD of those shows, because I have asked Santa to bring that to me and I have a pretty good feeling I'm going to get it
2: now it was it was released over here I didn't I kind of didn't put two and two together I thought it was going to be like more of a longer run theatrical release but it was like that rush deal it was a one night only mm-hmm. uh, so I missed the boat on that but yes I've I got my fingers crossed that it will be under the tree for me as well because we'll I'm looking forward to seeing that
0: gotcha good and then well of course visiting Abbey Road which we did on episode 52 that was so much fun I mean that's so cool just this Historically speaking, and the fact that I see it basically every other day. I mean, I live six blocks away from Abbey Road Studios. I live... I can throw a football. Well, I could throw a football. I don't know if I could do it now. But I could throw a football onto Abbey At Road time. right now. If I was in my 20s, I could throw a football in the middle of Abbey Road, walk out my front door and do it. And so... And you can't just walk in there. So to be able to to walk through those doors and be in those hallowed halls and hear the lecture and and see the instruments. And it was, it was, it was an event, right? And uh, I I wish you were here for that because you would have loved it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it it definitely, I was looking at the, uh, at the information on the website and then hearing you, you know, talk about the, the equipment that they had there and the speakers. Yes, that would have been fantastic. And I'm sorry, I, I did not get to attend that with you,
0: we've been great, but you come into March, I'll try to line up as much stuff as I can for us, Ooh. and then you know look being able to come home not only to see you but see family look part of the reason you move abroad from. United States to the UK for several years, looks like I'm going to be here a good four or so years, uh, maybe more, is that you want to travel. You know, you want to be able to jump on a train and go to France. You want to be in the Mediterranean in just a few hours. You you want to see Egypt and, uh, you know, all these different places. And thanks to COVID, that is very shut down. And then this summer, we were planning on doing some stuff at the end of the summer, but we kind of had a flood in our flat and that kind of ruined our home base and our ability to really you know, get out there and, and do as much as we could. But I got to come home to the U.S. Really the first time I've been off this island. The only time in the last year and a half. So it was good to be home. You know, I, I do still love the United States of America, warts and all. It's still my home, you know. <laughs> still still miss a lot of the folks there. Didn't get to see that many of them, especially in Louisville. I was really just there on business. But I uh, got to see you uh, and just got my daughter to see her family and, and be in swimming pools and stuff like that. So it was... I'm just glad because it didn't really happen at all in 2020 and uh got to be, explore a little bit of the island here but didn't get off of it and, and so uh yeah just uh i was hoping we're gonna do more of that in 2022 I don't know fingers crossed <laughs> so uh you i think we should say thank you to all of our guests that we had on the show this year we've we've mentioned most of them already but The first one we had on, as you mentioned, was Neil from Def Pod. Great guy. Great show. He actually got COVID, but has recovered and is doing a lot better. So glad to hear that. Yes. Neil, look, take care of yourself and keep doing the show, man. And we're definitely going to have you back on. My guess is we'll have to do an Adrenalize here or or something in 2022. So, uh, and and hopefully Def Leppard will be able to do their, their stadium tour. And maybe we can all, if not see it, at least talk about it somehow.
2: Yeah, that would be nice. And then we didn't mention yet. Kurt from the uh, Rolling Stones book. Yes, his Rolling Stones book.
0: Kurt Angelides is a guy who has gone to hundreds and hundreds of Stones shows over the years and smuggled in camera equipment <laughs> over the years. Go for broke. His name was Book Volume One.
2: Yes, I would say definitely a character guy who who kind of lives his own life doesn't really subscribe to the constraints of how to do things or taking he does not take authority very well on these uh, concerts he goes in and shoots tons of rolls of film has phenomenal pictures yeah. of the stones stuff that is uh, you're not going to see anywhere else it's a great book and really enjoyed talking to him
0: and he said i mean it's not and it's not like he just did it for the stones stones are kind of his passion but he's done it for dozens of artists, and he sent me, a, mm-hmm. uh, as a thank you, a Bob Dylan pick that he took, which is which is pretty cool. Did he send you anything? He told me, he asked me for your address.
2: Yes, he, he sent me a, a copy of the Going For Broke, uh, like a promo copy of it. Oh, cool. Uh, and Yeah, it's really cool, and, and the, the pictures are great. The, the thing that I like, too, is it's not just the Stones. He's got the you know the backup singers. He's mm-hmm. got uh, he's got some some more candid shots. I, I love the Charlie Watts shots with where he's got the uh, the set board up next to him and in the keys and everything. It's just, it's fantastic. It's a real cool kind of not behind the scenes look, but kind of a one step over mm-hmm. look at the band on stage. I like I, I enjoy it quite a bit.
0: And will the Stones come to London in 2022? There's a distinct possibility. We'll see. But of course the next guest that we had on, so that was episode 45 with Kurt, and then number 50 part 2 on Highlander was Ryan Connell, who we talked about. Super nice guy, and guy's been working really hard to try to get this new show, this new Game of Thrones prequel, House of Dragon, done. I, I think uh, he's done most all of his shooting, but I think he's still got more to do in January, and I'm hopeful that once he gets all his shooting done and then it's it's more like post-production stuff that he might have time to uh to grab a grab a beer sometime uh super nice guy glad he was on the show i love his show and uh and hope that he and his family have a good christmas and new year's
2: yeah good good guy to talk to i know you you've run into him a couple times um, first time for me beating him getting to talk to him li- li- I was going to say a little disappointed I'm a lot disappointed actually because when he went into what he was working on for the Highlander reboot mm-hmm. I was I'm sad he's not going to get to do it because it sounded like he really had a, a handle on being a fan and moving it forward without mm-hmm. trashing the original material
0: absolutely no yeah I know he's he's very good at what he does with that sci-fi and I think he's very well respected in the industry and it was really a, a delight to have have him on, and obviously we'll we'll figure some way when it's time for him to get out and promote the show. Not that he's going to need our dozens of <laughs> listeners to make it a hit on HBO when it comes out this fall or whenever next fall or whenever. But super guy to talk to. I know that we can uh, we can find a topic. So, and he was he had praise for us, which is super nice. And then and then most recently on episode fifty four on the REM document. We had my buddy Tom C on who is a musician so he can kind of talk a little bit more articulately about the actual musicality of some stuff, use the proper terminology and things like that. But also has a good radio voice and someone who brought something to it that we didn't. In that he saw them on that tour and had was somebody who was a little bit older who got into them before we did. So I I thought it was a, it was a fun conversation.
2: Yeah, I had not met him before, but again, it kind of like Neil, a guy real easy to talk to. He he kind of fit in with what we do. Uh, on the show, kind of a loosey-goosey back and forth. It was cool to hear uh, somebody talk. Like you said, he'd seen them on that tour and that was a very important record for him growing up, you know, transitioning from one school to another, uh, and really having fond memories of it. That, that was a yeah, I, I enjoyed that conversation.
0: Yeah, no, good guy, and I, I think we can find uh, something else in the first quarter or so that we will all be able to share on some level that we could have a, another good show with, with him on. Uh, so, look forward to that, but we look forward to having more guests on. We're, we're trying to line up some stuff right now, some stuff that I think will be exciting. Some of you might know some you wouldn't but that's okay I, I think that you and I have a good thing Jackson but to have a third voice that we can bounce stuff off of I think is is fun because we do share the same perspective despite the fact that usually someone from the greater New York area and then someone from the Midwest typically that's been a great pairing over the years because they have such different things you and I are pretty well aligned on a lot of things <laughs> uh, that's probably why we just we, we do the show and have such good rapport so to have somebody with a totally different respe- perspective That's good for us.
2: And and I like the fact, too, if we can find somebody who the topic might not be number one in my book for whatever reason. I mean, I'm a fan, but it's not number one. To have somebody who really loves this one album or this one artist and can talk about their experience with that. I really like that, too. I think that adds uh, a different flavor to the show. Definitely. Hey guys, this
0: is Ryan Condal, the executive producer, writer, creator of House of the Dragon. And you're listening to the Ugly American Werewolf in London podcast. And you should download and subscribe. Keep doing that. So now at this point, I thought we might give some shout outs to some people. Just, Just people who have either been friends to the show or helpful to us in whatever capacity it might be. As we said earlier, it's been fun to kind of get to know other big rock fans through social media and through people who become listeners or fans, I guess you could use the word of the show. And and some of them I just wanted to throw out there quickly were This Day in Rush History, who uh, has great stuff every day, it has uh, every set list they've ever done. So if they've ever played a show on March the 8th, they'll give you the set list from every show. They'll often have pictures of the tickets Uh, They've got he's got an incredible reservoir of pictures and media uh, for the band uh, and has offered to connect us. With some folks that we can interview, uh, I didn't take him up on it early in the year, just because at that point, 20 or 25 percent of our shows were on Rush, and I thought we needed to branch out a little bit more. Uh, but definitely would like to in in 2022. So, uh, but, so thank you. And it's is it uh, this day in Rush history? Um, at this day in Rush history, good good guy to follow.
2: Uh, what I love about that is it's you know they, they he posts the the information on the show, but it's the other people coming back to it, it's the comments that I love. Yeah, I was there, you know, blah, blah, blah. It just just to have that story. And I mean, I, could, I know at one point in time he posted the show that we saw in Orlando in 91. I was like, oh, oh, I was at that show. We drove, blah, blah, blah. We had this fun time. So it, it's cool to, to have these people reconnect also with a, a special time in their life.
0: Yeah, no, that's for sure, you know. And there's a guy in, in Canada called, well, he was called Rock Frog Ian. I think he's changed his name to Prague Frog Ian because uh, he well, is I've- a French Canadian. But he always gives us likes and retweets and, and gives us comments like, "Hey, great show, guys!" and just keep podcasting. You know, he's enjoying what we're doing. So, uh, you know, I appreciate that. That's that's really cool. You know, he doesn't have to do that. Don't know him from Adam, but you know, is uh, is well, I'll just say thank you, thank you. Ian, uh, and we will we will keep going. And there are others. I mean, you know, there's uh, there's some folks who've reached out who are super, just super cool. But I just thought we'd single out a couple there. Also have a couple of friends, I guess you could call them. You know, like Dr. Dex in Nashville who's been very positive and listens every week. I think he listens on one and a half or two times speed because he's a doctor and he doesn't have a lot of time. So he just kind of speeds (laughs) through it there, but, but he likes it, likes what we're doing. My old friend, Matt B in Ohio, he shares a lot of our musical tastes. He's our age is a former garage drummer and has enjoyed it. And, he's, and he and Dex both are fortunate enough to have Wolf t-shirts. And we might talk a little bit about that later. Also shout out to our old buddy, Rob, who lives in, in Jacksonville. And we, we certainly mentioned him on the Metallica and the ACDC shows. but And I think the Kiss shows. I mean, he's he's a hard rock guy. He loves it. And he's like, I sent him some texts just to say, hey, you're on this one. Or we talk about you in this one. He's like, you're killing me with this nostalgia, man but i love it you know <laughs> i love this music and you and gary are keeping it alive so keep going
2: you know so it's good for you you got to remember the good times it is especially especially like we were talking about before i mean you get older other stuff starts to come up kids you know uh, work family all that kind of stuff it is nice to have this time to just kind of go you know set the way back machine and then learn about new stuff too and connect with people who uh, they have they can share similar experiences.
0: Well, exactly, you know, and and another guy, Kevin, who was kind of our first fan, he listened to the Van Halen podcast maybe a week or two after it was out, uh, and he came up, oh man, you did a great podcast, and that's when we had no idea what we were doing, you know. (laughs) Barely heard a podcast, didn't know anything about social media, and didn't have our sound effects or anything in there yet, just kind of you and me riffing a little bit, and I look back at it critically, like, oh, I left this out, or I should have said this, but he's like, oh man, that's great, he got a shirt, he's the first person to get a shirt, I think he got ours. Nice. His Four years and, and we've become friends now we, we we hang out and have beers once in a while we don't we only oh, live. Cool. he lives maybe a few blocks away from abbey road on the other side you know our our kids are in school together so so that's been fun but you're right being able to just take a little time out to listen if we're that for people around the world that makes me happy and i want to shout out just to a couple of other podcasts that are that for me and that's the shout it out loud cast tom and zeus uh, do the shout it out loud cast on Kiss? It's a weekly show. Plus, they have a couple of spinoff shows, uh, which is amazing. They're they're cranking them out. But look, they're funny guys. They're obviously about our age. They love Kiss and a lot of the music we do. It's a little raunchy. It's a little too jerky, boys. Sometimes for some people. <laughs> But I look forward to it every Saturday, you know. And if I can't wait another Saturday, well, they're up to 150 shows plus album review crew plus now they're doing a Zeppelin show on the side, so I can go back and go over stuff they did a few years ago. Because if they do Kiss album reviews, it's it's not like I don't know that record, right? So, and Tom, especially, they've been good to us. They've mentioned us on their show, and Tom has been really good on uh, just treats me like a fan, like you know, hey, thanks a lot, brother. Thanks for the compliments. Is connected me with some people, giving me some ideas for the show. So, Tom, thank you. And Zeus, hey, keep doing what you're doing, guys.
2: Yeah, I I love listening to that show. I I love the fact that it's very – you can tell they're very friendly with each other, you know, old friends, talking about what they love. I was very jealous of the uh, KISS cruise that they went on because that looked like it was a lot of fun. And to to have been with them on that cruise – would have been just. that have been a blast. A mess. Yeah. It would but have. but but in the best way possible. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. <laughs>
0: that would have been fun. Uh, and then one more. I mean, um, Chris at My Rock and Roll Heaven. He, he had a podcast. I think he's kind of put it on hold for a little while. But My Rock and Roll Heaven is is great on Twitter. Obviously, is about the same age. I think he's also Canadian uh, and, and loves that '80s rock that we do and he has amazing posts uh, he's he's connected to a lot of guys he likes to shout it out loud guys guys too and i think he's he's worked with neil from def leppard too someone who we we will get on the show. We're trying to find the best outlet. And then some guys who are kind of way, way out of our leagues, the Rock on Tours, Gary Kemp and Guy Pratt, who are in Nick Mason's Saucer Full of Secrets, guys formerly of Pink Floyd, and Gary Kemp is of uh, Spando Ballet. And obviously they get really big stars on their show because they know them, uh, and they're in the business so they can get agents to, to get big people on. But I just, I really like their show. And as someone who's living in London and trying to understand the London scene better. I think it's been helpful for me too. So just hey, you guys would love to have either of you on the show. Come on, you know, when you're not busy, I do hope you guys get to tour with Nick though, this year. And I will find a way to go see that.
2: That's a, that's a great show because they, first of all, again, friends who can speak to each other as friends, but they've also, I mean, they've walked the walk too. Like there was, they had an interview with uh, John Taylor from Duran Duran and it was blah blah blah, and a blah. And remember that night you were at that party, right? Yeah, I was there too. I'm like, oh man, this is awesome. I know to to hear about, uh, yeah, just it, they're fans, but they're also contemporaries. So it's 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 kind of a different take on it to to hear that. And yeah, anytime you know, one of them had time, come on board. We'd love to talk to you, please.
0: That's right. Of course, good old Eddie Trunk has a great podcast that I like to listen to too, and everyone. Mm-hmm. In our kind of rock world, knows Eddie. Eddie's never going anywhere. At least I hope so. So keep keep going there. Gotta say thanks to Tanner Campbell though. Tanner runs a daily podcast called uh, "Podcasting Sucks" uh, and because he's been doing it a long time. But it's really it's it's tips and tricks especially for those beginning or who are trying to grow their show here's some ideas you should think of here's what you should avoid here's some business ideas you should think of before you get too far down the line and just a super guy he did have me on his episode oh it may have been episode 71 it was uh it was more than a month ago but just a a super guy and we met through good pods which is a good pods is is a really kind of fun way for podcasters to connect with listeners and other podcasters and share ideas and so I hope People are out there on good pods, but just a nice guy. appreciate him having us on the show. He gave us a nice review. I did the same for him. So Tanner, keep up the good work out there.
2: Yeah, I enjoyed that interview. I thought it was cool to get a shout out, to kind of get the uh, the message out to a little bit of a wider audience. So yes, thank you.
0: And then just to some, some other people, the publicity connection is a PR group that runs uh, some prog groups and bands who we've spoken about on this show before. Uh, and I appreciate them. Not No spoilers. We're, we're hoping to, uh, to do some special things in the coming year, maybe get some folks on, do some cool interviews. But to to say thank you to a few artists who have retweeted us, Steve Hackett, his official, and I don't know if it's Steve, it's Joe, it's his publicity, people, it's a combination of all of them. But Steve's retweeted us dozens and dozens of times. It's part of why his episodes are so popular and are most downloaded. I think of our, we've done more than 50 episodes And Steve's episodes represent four of the top 10, maybe four of the top seven or eight. So, uh, so, so thank you to Steve and, and thanks for all the work you can continue to do. And, and the same to Amanda Lehman, um, because she was retweeting me from the show. Like, like she was in the first 30 minutes with Steve and I was like, Amanda was great tonight. And to look at this. And she was retweeting it live right there. So that's pretty cool. That That's pretty close interaction without having ever having met them. So that's pretty cool. Yeah.
2: And, and way down the way down the road, but yes, it, it Steve. If you're out there listening, wink, wink we'd love to have you on the show and and, and thank you for carrying the, the original genesis flag it's great to see that i'm hoping i can get to see you when you come to uh to the united states uh next year so fingers crossed
0: absolutely and then you know we did a paul rogers episode i think it was episode 29 or so uh, this summer obviously we talked about the firm and that i sent out a tweet about how we love the firm does anyone remember the firm they may have had the greatest rhythm section of all time with tony franklin and chris slade they both retweeted us, uh, which was really cool. And and you and I have both reached out to Tony. He's been very gracious. We're hopeful maybe one day there would be a reason to get him on the show. But uh, he's really good at social media, I think. So, some people put out junk. People like David Coverdale are funny about it. They're engaging on it, and, and they do a lot of good stuff. I think Tony's very good on it, uh, and he's obviously a huge talent. You know, wish him all the best. Also, special thank you to Jeff Downs of Yes and Asia and the Buggles who did retweet our episode all 55 on the Asia official bootlegs, uh, which was just, uh, it's just cool to see. I mean, it's just a rush. What can I tell you? I mean, you had one of your heroes like uh, like something we put out on him earlier this year, Jackson.
2: Correct. Correct. And it's, I love this because it's, it's you can, you're not really talking to them, but yes, Billy Duffy did uh, give us a, uh, a like and I think he gave us a retweet also uh, another another person who I would absolutely love to talk to, I know he's very busy, but it's just cool it's cool to to see somebody just acknowledge what you've done and to go back to Tony real quick, he seems like a really great guy i've seen you know bits and pieces of it love to talk to him just about his experiences, mm-hmm. both you know in touring and just playing the bass and just just being a cool guy and the same thing with Billy Duffy just seems like a real kind of he's a rock star, but like kind of a down to earth guy. And someone who has a love of just playing live music.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. No, we would love to talk to Billy. You. Maybe your all-time hero. He's certainly one of mine.
2: I, I would know. I would have to have a, a Xanax or something to talk to him because I'd be like freaking out. Remember that one time? You were awesome. Yeah.
0: you him to be Chris I, Farley.
2: Calm down. Paul McCartney. <laughs>
0: and, a very, and in this line, I want us to say a very special thank you to Wolfgang Van Halen. Who, well, he made, it, it, it helped us make us our biggest splash on Twitter. We probably didn't optimize it as well as we should have. But just to tell you a little story, folks, I was on the playground one day. I picked up my daughter from school. I took her to the playground. I bumped into this mom who's nice enough, and I've known her for a couple years now, but she kind of is one of those people that just kind of starts talking at you. And it's like, yeah, you know, I didn't ask. Uh, You know, it's like someone with Asperger's who just kind of thinks you want to know something, but you really don't. You know, and so one day was there and she was talking and it was like it came up on some round number like, oh, it's three o'clock or it's three thirty or something like that. I'm Like, you know what? I've got a call at three thirty. And so I put in my headphones and I said, like, oh, yeah, this is Mac. And I'm just going to go on mute because I'm in a park right now. (laughs) And I was listening to Eddie Trunk interview Wolfgang (laughs) Van Halen on his podcast, you know, and and I listened to it so so I wouldn't have to listen to her talking at me the whole time. Right. So then later that night, as I was like going to sleep, I just kind of, you know, and we, we had, I don't know, dozens of Twitter followers, not too many, still early in our Twitter life. And I just put out, is it wrong that I told a mom on the playground that I was on a conference call when I was really listening to, like, you know, at Wolfgang Van Halen being interviewed at Eddie Trunk or whatever. And then I was, I was basically turning it off to go to sleep. And maybe, you know, on a good tweet, we would get a couple hundred views at that point, something like that. And I noticed that right away someone had liked it. And I just figured it was you. I'm like, oh, is Action really watching Twitter right now? Isn't he, like, at work or something like that? And it was Wolfgang. And he not only liked it, he quote tweeted back, no, you know, metal hands, metal hands, rock on, rock on, you know, guitar, guitar. And I just watched it go up, like, 2,000, 2,800, 3,500, 47. I'm like, no way wolfie just retweeted me you know it was like it, it was just an early twitter moment that was so cool and i probably should have had all sorts of links and stuff on there when i did it but it was just like hey man this was just a fun moment where wolfie himself did retweet communicate with me on that level mm-hmm. S- small time as that is it was still a lot of fun hey,
2: we'll take it yeah exactly. take it. yeah
0: yeah and and just to round out there Hey, look, our friends at Libsyn, Liberated Syndication, yes, they take our money to host it, but it's a, it's a great way to uh, to host your, your podcast out there. Uh, they've got other programs that we can start to get into this coming year, which we're excited about. They make it really easy and intuitive. I hope they continue to spread out as far as what they are kind of connected with or what they have APIs with because every time they connect to something new, like recently they just opened up on Samsung and we got a new flood of listeners in who only listen on Samsung, right? And they'd never heard us before, you know, so um, hope that continues. And also Feedspot. Feedspot's uh, kind of a portal where you can – learn about podcasts and subscribe and stuff like that. Uh, and we have been on their top 25 list for a while, sometimes in the top 10, sometimes, you know, maybe closer to the bottom of the 25th, but uh, they've helped us get a lot of listeners all over the world, especially in Asia and Australia. And, and we appreciate it, you know, and, and, and good pods is another one that we're starting to grow in. And we've been in the top five and top 10 on some of their music history and, and rock history lists. So we're, we're proud uh, to be a part of those networks and, and really just want to grow our show and find listeners who, who love what we have to say. So thank you to, to all those kind of technological partners that we have.
2: Yeah, I, I still can't believe we're actually doing this for real. But yes, it, it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just crazy. I love it. But I don't really believe it at some point in time. I can't believe that there's really people. I know we talk every week and we record this thing, but I'm, I'm glad that there are people listening and enjoying this.
0: Yeah, thousands of downloads, tens of thousands of streams, 88 countries around the world so far and counting, you know, which is, it's just neat. I know a lot of them are British and American people who are on vacation in these odd places or working there, but that's okay. You know, I'll take it. You know,
2: it's fun to look at the map.
0: Yeah, you know, the dopamine still fires in the brain the same way. (laughs) You know, whether it's Belize or, or Bangladesh, man, it doesn't really matter. We still appreciate it.
2: Hey, this is Action Jackson. The Wolf and I are coming at you. (laughs) on the Ugly American Werewolf in London podcast. So what are you okay so what are you looking forward to in 2022?
0: Yeah, so I put a few things here. I'm hoping for more live shows. With this Omicron thing, I don't know. I don't know if that's yes, no, or maybe. Mm-hmm. Genesis was supposed to happen. Genesis did, you know, 85% or however many of their UK shows, and then they went and did all their US shows after Mike Rutherford got COVID, but he got it like right before I was supposed to see him in London. And this thing has now been postponed, I think it's three or four times. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing them in March. I think I see them the night before you come. All things go according to plan. We'll see. But, you know, I had a lot of great tickets from 2020 that got postponed, like, yes, and Jeff Beck and Peter Frampton, all of those in Royal Albert Hall, seeing Deep Purple for the first time supposed to see Iron Maiden and Sting, maybe Simple Minds, you know, that I had tickets to. So, you know, and Steve Hackett's coming back around again. I bought new tickets to that. There's some big shows like the Foo Fighters that I just didn't buy tickets to because I'm like, eh, I don't know if it's going to happen. You know, I bought those Duran Duran tickets. The Stones apparently are very seriously looking at Europe for 2022. No announcements yet. Kurt kind of alluded to that when we spoke to him. And that's the news. So... Yeah, I'm. I'm really, really hoping we can see more shows, but I don't know.
2: Yeah, fingers crossed. I had the uh, so in Blazing Saddles when Cleavon Little gets up to the table to uh, sign up for the uh, the mob. It says qualifications: stampeding cattle, boring, through the Vatican. Ooh, kinky. <laughs> sign here. I got a call from my brother-in-law. And he's like, "Do you want to go see Primus?" And I said, "No, boring. I don't want to see that." Do the entire Farewell the Kings album? Ooh. I said, "Ooh." So, so that's that's on the docket. I just got tickets for that. I think that's in May. So I'm I, I'm very interested to see this now. Cause in they're, Atlanta, they're going to do it. Uh, actually, in Jacksonville. Oh, okay, cool. Florida Theater in Jacksonville. Yeah. So that I didn't even know that was a thing until he brought that up. And so yeah, the, I'm I'm excited for that. I'm hoping I can see Steve Hackett. Fingers crossed. Mm -hmm. Uh, And just and just kind of you know as this thing starts to open up again, you know who's going to come through? We've got some rescheduled stuff that's going to that's supposed to be here. I don't know. I mean, again, I don't know how this Omicron thing is going on. I mean, you talk about locking down in the UK. I think if they locked us down here in the, in the United States, we, there would just be riots in the streets. I don't no. think people can handle it here again.
0: Well, we'll see. Yeah, no, and obviously I'm excited for you to come to London. I hope that yeah. it's not too locked down. I can line up some some cool stuff for you. I want to travel off of this island again <laughs> in 2022 <laughs> to Europe and Africa. But, you know, we we had some good luck with our 50th anniversaries and some good 50th and 40th anniversaries Coming up, I mean, Exile on Main Street is 50 this year, or 2022, Close to the Edge by Yes, Harvest by Neil Young. And then in 1982, a lot of stuff, Jackson, because that's when we were starting to be turned on to MTV and stuff like that. So Rio by Duran Duran, and obviously Asia's 40th year since their debut album. But, you know, Thriller came out there, Combat Rock came out, Toto 4. I mean, stuff that, that turned us on when we were kids, You know, some Men at Work stuff, whatever. I mean, there's a lot of 40th anniversary stuff that we could do next year. And I'm, you know, hey, look, uh, what happened in 1992? Didn't Adrenalize come out? Didn't Kiss Revenge come out? There's some stuff that from when we were in college that was kind of at the tail end of before everything started to suck that that I think we might want to do 30th shows on.
2: I'm definitely looking forward to 2022. We will not have uh, problems coming up with ideas and uh, hopefully just just keep making the, the show better.
0: But definitely. And I think that uh, we're going to find some ways to monetize it. Maybe get some sponsors from toying with some ideas. Uh, anyone out there wants to reach out to us, please do at ugly underscore werewolf or at actionjack 72, or you can find uh, or my email on the, on the show thing. But uh, you know, it, toying with the idea of maybe partnering with a t-shirt shop, you know, or I made some t-shirts really just for, for us uh, and family and a couple of friends who really said, hey, love the show. And I thought I would reward them with shirts. But we're kind of out of those now. So I said, all right, well, maybe if we do a redesign on the logo, maybe it's time to, to figure out a way to partner with a with a T-shirt, you know, with a company that can deliver our shirts and maybe stickers or something like that. So lots of stuff uh, in the works here for 2022. Just growing the show, you know, just just finding ways to, to find more listeners, to interact with more fans, to interact with more artists, and people who share our passion for this music that we love.
2: I'm going to have to practice my live reads. This episode brought to you by our friends at, fill in the blank there.
0: KY, his and hers.
2: <laughs> Date night can be special.
0: <laughs> so Jackson, I wish you yes. a, a happy, peaceful Happy New Year's Eve and a prosperous 2022. And well well, I'll be talking to you again soon because we've got a lot on the docket for 2022. And what else? What else? Oh happy yeah, birthday? El- happy uh... 49th birthday? You sack that yeah. you, somehow you're six months older than me, but people used to ask if you're my little brother and now they ask if you're my son. And it's bullshit. It's bullshit, is what it is.
2: Dad, can I borrow the car? <laughs>
0: So that's our end-of-the-year show, wrapping up 2021 with a reflective look at what made us happy, what came out and turned us on in the world of rock and roll, experiences we got to have and share, and a few things to look forward to in 2022. And I'm sure I did not thank everyone on the show that I could have and should have. And for that, I apologize. If you feel slighted, shoot us a DM. Let us know that you feel that way. It's at ugly underscore werewolf or at actionjack 72 let us know what shows, what albums, what artists, what events, what would you like to hear us cover? We've had a lot of fun this year getting to know a lot of rock fans around the world. And we know that 2022 is going to be a better year, not only for our show, but just for the world in general. I'm very hopeful that we're going to get past a lot of this Omicron and virus stuff, that we're going to see more live concerts, that people are going to release some more stuff, that we're going to have some more great reissues. We're going to see some things turn around. I'm very confident and very hopeful for all of that. And I know you're going to like some of the stuff we've got coming up for next year. We kick it off with a bang, reviewing Van Halen's first album, the one that really kind of changed the world for rock and heavy metal guitar, infected every teenage American at some point in their lives. And we're going to get way into that on the next show, so stay tuned for that. Please do, if you have a chance, wherever you get your podcast, go out and give us a nice review. It just helps us find more listeners like you. Helps us move up the food chain and get more resources for the show to make it even better in 2022 and beyond. We at The Wolf wish all of you a happy and healthy and prosperous 2022. Please be safe out there for New Year's. And as always, you know how we close our show to everyone, all you rock and rollers all around the world. Be cool and stay
2: safe.
1: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football